Welcome to the Nerdy Merc, where you will find all things comic books, culture, current events, and the like. This is Jeff, and I am the Nerdy Merc. Make sure you like the podcast, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. You would, in effect, mandate the wearing of masks. I would do everything in my possible to make it, make it required that people had to wear masks in public. I would do everything in my, my possible to... That's a typical Joe Biden flubber. Uh, that could have been just his you know, stutter. The guy does have a stuttering problem, and that's not me making fun of him. That's He legitimate has a stuttering problem. He was able to kick it and do, and I, and to be honest with you, I don't know what stutters do to, to, to correct it, but it still comes back every once in a while. Either way, welcome to mandatory face masks. And now this is, of course, assuming that Joe Biden is the president that is sworn in on January 20th of 2021. Joe Biden has said that he will issue an executive order on face masks, making them mandatory on a national level on day one. So that's going to be a fun executive order to ignore. It's also going to be interesting because this is the first executive order that's directly applied, that I can recall anyway, that has directly been applied to the citizenry. I mean, because they're always, executive orders are always about, you know, tariffs and, you know, things that are a little bit more generalized and broad-based and, you know, don't, nothing that I can directly say, you know, throw a middle finger at, for example. But this seems to be a little bit different, and I look forward to completely ignoring this executive order. Joe Biden also said he wants um, paid sick leave and caregiving leave uh, to all Americans, not just federal employees. So, yeah, that means forcing businesses to come up with more money out of pocket. And... Joe Biden does not understand the role of government. He also wants a CDC tracker for coronavirus patients because that's exactly what Americans need. More government spying on you. And protecting and restoring Obamacare, which means, uh, you know, that that individual mandate, that thing that, that President Trump was able to get rid of, even though Obamacare stayed pretty much the same other than the individual mandate. Well, that individual mandate's coming back. And, yeah, you guys can have fun with that. I am exempt, just lucky. My All my care, or the VA care, qualifies for an exemption. So, no fees for me. Sucks to be you, though. More of this, this is all part of the Biden Unity Task Force plan. And that is 110 pages that I read a couple of months ago. And I am going to, I really want to break it down for you and show you exactly what it says in addition to his gun control plan which is pretty dystopian if i do or no not dystopian draconian excuse me wrong adjective pretty draconian if i do say so myself and i finally i think i finally decided hang on that's not a beer i think i finally decided that my writing page on my website, oh, www.nerdymerc.com. I have a few different sections. I got a bio, a contact me, but the fun stuff is the articles, which right now has just got a, a sign that says coming soon. Uh, 
It is, I promise. Uh, podcast, which, of course, you're listening to right now, so you can ignore that page. The uh, latest comic book I've read, which is just a picture of the latest comic book I've read, the, uh, of the cover, and my YouTube content. So it's pretty simple. Not a whole lot to it. And at the bottom, there's my social media links. It's also mobile-friendly, so head on over there with your iPhone or your whatever other kind of phone you have. I'm just playing. <laughs> I know there's all kinds. But, uh, yeah, head on over there. Check it out. Uh, the articles will be coming soon, and I'm going to talk about Biden's gun control plan and the Biden-Sanders, yes, Biden-Sanders Unity Task Force plan. It's quite eye-opening. Quite eye-opening. For example, let me just give you a little... Oh, and of course, my app would crash. Give me just a second. <sighs> Technology, right? So, let me give you an example. The... Uh, where was I at? Now I've got to refine my spot. Oh, I hate this thing. Okay. Uh... His unity task force is anything but, unless you're in favor of the federal government forcing banks out of business and propping up the Federal Reserve as the only bank that can operate in the country, unless you're in favor of disarming law enforcement, unless you're in favor of your tax dollars retrofitting nearly every building in the country with green technology, you know, which must be good for whichever green companies donated to the Biden campaign, I gotta say. Those guys are, you know, they're they're... They're looking to get loaded. Let's see. Uh, and that retrofit includes smaller windows. Yeah, so you like that big picture window in your in your office or that big window in your corner office? Assuming you have one. I probably don't have anybody listening that has a corner office, but I never know. But you like that window? Yeah, it's going to go. Uh, I don't know if this applies to residents, but if it does, yeah, no big picture windows in your living room. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, it's, uh, unless you're f in favor of eliminating our current energy independence, that was enabled by President Trump. Now, like I said, this document's 110 pages. I've read the whole thing, and I just don't have the time on this show to go into it. So uh, look for that in the coming weeks at uh, the, at, uh, the website, www.nerdymerc.com. This is the Nerdy Merc. So we're now two episodes into season two of The Mandalorian, and I said a couple of weeks ago that I was going to be dropping my my opinions of it the following Monday. Well, that was election, you know, election Tuesday was what followed that. So I got a little distracted and completely forgot, and I completely forgot to do it again this past Monday. I apologize. I'm doing it now. And I'm going to stay a week behind. So that gives you guys extra time to watch it so there are no spoilers. Uh, <laughs> and if you haven't watched it, spoiler alert! Just skip the next, you know, probably minute or so, or a couple minutes. I don't know how long I'm going to talk about this. So the season starts off, if you recall, do a quick recap. Mando, you know, finds baby Yoda and is, and is uh, 
kidnaps him. Well, he delivers his bounty and then rescues the bounty and then spends the rest of the season trying to avoid uh, all the forces against him that are trying to make good on the bounty. And he's charged by the Mandalorian armor to find Baby Yoda's kind and return uh, the child to them. And so that's where this season starts off. And he gets a tip that uh, that there's a Mandalorian on Tatooine. And he's trying to find other Mandalorians because, you know, like they're pretty much all, all the ones he knew were wiped out in season one. And he goes to Tatooine, meets up with that mechanic woman who with all the gonk droids and stuff that, that like Baby Yoda... And she tells, or no, uh, he, he knows that he's got to go to Moss Pelgro. So this is a new place in the Star Wars universe that I don't recall ever hearing about before. So he goes there, he meets up with Timothy Oliphant, who I thought was doing a pretty good job, even though he's looking really gaunt these days. But Timothy Oliphant was wearing none other than Boba Fett's armor. Yes, actually Boba Fett's armor. Now, those of you that are Star Wars nerds, you know that Boba Fett did not die in the Sarlacc pit. He was able to get himself out, but he was forever changed after that. Now, the whole premise of this episode is, uh, since he doesn't find another Mandalorian, he finds someone wearing a Mandalorian armor, and Mandalorian code requires him to take it. Well, Timothy Oliphant, who's kind of like the marshal or sheriff of this of Moss Pelgro, which is not much more than just like a little sand pit, makes, he says, I'll strike you a deal. I've got a problem. And the problem is a crate dragon. Now, I've had I've seen crate dragons in in a couple of games that I've played, and uh, <laughs> I did not prepare me for this. Think the size of Godzilla, not the Godzilla from the fifties and sixties or seventies or whenever those movies came out. Godzilla in the newer Godzilla movies, where he is the size of a mountain. This was a crate dragon, and it was phenomenal. These villagers actually teamed up with some Tuscan raiders. And together, they were able to take the beast down, largely with, you know, Mando's help. Baby Yoda wasn't really much of a factor in this, although, you know, just, you know, other than being cute. But they were finally able to take it down so they could harvest the flesh. And apparently, crate dragons have pearls. There's like this huge pearl the size of a beach ball one of the Tuscan Raiders pulled out. Uh, and it's kind of cool looking. But the end of the show shows Mando... Uh, uh, on his speeder, heading back towards Moss Eisley, I think, wherever he went, wherever he landed, and a an unmasked and scarred Boba Fett looking on. It was phenomenal. Gave me chills. Gave me chills just thinking about it. I even watched it a second time. So super excited about the Mandalorian in season two. It looks very promising. I will have the breakdown for the second episode probably Friday because I want to stay a week behind. The new episodes do drop on Friday. Episode 3 is coming this Friday, and I'll talk about it next week. You're listening to The Nerdy Merc. It is trivia time. In much the same way I kind of screwed up the Mandalorian uh, updates, which I want to do weekly. I've been screwing up the with the consistency of the trivia questions, so I now have it actually in my notes at the top so I can see it when I'm ready to do my show, and that won't happen again. Mm, excuse me. 
So this week's trivia, which common font is based on a DC comic book series and graphic novel of the same name? Which common font is based on a DC comic book series and graphic novel of the same name? Bonus points if you can tell me which series that is. Extra bonus points if you can tell me who created it or the the, the writer. And super extra bonus points, like you get superhero level status on this one, if you can tell me who turned it into a font. So that is this week's trivia. You are listening to the Nerdy Merc. I'd like to take a moment now to... Wish a very happy birthday to all the Marines listening. Yesterday was the Marine Corps birthday. On that date in 1775, the Continental Congress passed a resolution requiring that two battalions of Marines be raised to support the recently organized Continental Navy. The resolution further stipulated that no person be enlisted except such as are good seamen or so acquainted with maritime affairs as to be able to serve to advantage by sea when required. I tell you what, it's as much crap as I give my crayon-eating brethren, I gotta say, you guys have the best uniforms for, for absolutely the best uniforms. Every other branch <laughs> has tried to emulate, uh, usually not, without, not with much success. Um, but your blues, your blues, uh, the best dress uniform in the armed services, I think, in my opinion. Um, you guys couldn't, you know, excellent job you guys do. And I always give my Marine friends flack for being, you know, you know, a, a part of the department of the Navy. Cause you know, for those of you that are listening that don't understand the military, you have literally three branches. You have department of the army, department of the Navy, department of the air force. And well, you have the coast guard too, but they don't count. Um, they're the ones that everyone makes fun of. And the, the, so there is no Department of Marine Corps. They fall under the Navy. But as my, as my Marine brethren like to point out, they fall under, they're the men's department of the Navy. So happy birthday, Marines. Today is Veterans Day. Now, Veterans Day is supposed to be a joyous occasion. It's not like Memorial Day. Memorial Day is where you're remembering those that are no longer with you. Veterans Day is for veterans. And I gotta say, it's one of my favorite holidays. So, I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna go to Texas Roadhouse and I'm gonna get my free lunch. And there's a, the owner of the Mint down in Franklin, a guy named Brian Alvey, four days before Veterans Day on the 7th, he and a few buddies drove down to southern Indiana and they do or no five days excuse me they do five days average 22 miles a day uh, of rucking and that is in um, how do I want to put this that is that's to raise awareness for veteran suicides there are an average of 22 veterans commit suicide every day so five times 22 is 110 they road march 110 miles over the course of five days and they end up at, at uh, Mr. Alvey's bar, The Mint. Now, I've recently become familiarized with Mr. Alvey, and I am going, I'm going to meet him there. I, would, I, I really wanted to go ruck with him, if I'm being honest. And maybe next year I'll do it. Maybe next year I'll prepare for it. We'll do like some live YouTube stuff. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But 
I was, it was kind of short notice, and I'm like, that's a lot of, that's 110 miles, that's a lot without any training. So, that's not happening, uh, and plus I'm dealing with a couple of foot injuries that are kind of keeping me sidelined. I can't even run that much right now. But next year, I'm definitely trying to, to prep for that and, and make that happen. So, happy Veterans Day. Go out. If you are a veteran, go out. Get your free meal. Get your discount wherever they're having discounts. Enjoy the day. It is your day. You are listening to the Nerdy Merc. I'm going to end this segment with a funny story from my neighborhood. So, I moved into my neighborhood five years ago this month. And... It took me about two years. Now, my cousin is friends with one of my neighbors, like best friends with someone who lives about five doors down from me. And a couple years after I moved in, she came to me and said, did you know that everyone in your neighborhood thinks that you're like in the CIA? (laughs) It blew my mind. My my entire neighborhood, or at least a good chunk of them, think that I'm a government spook. That's freaking hilarious. And... I don't know why I'm telling you this, just a funny personal story, but there's nothing that I can do to even change their minds. I've even told them what I really do. And they're like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. And they kind of wink and like, well, whatever you do, just know that we support you. And (laughs) I'm like, I don't do anything. I don't do anything crazy. I mean, it's, it's just funny. I wanted to share that with you. thought you would appreciate it. Well, that's the end of this segment. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, give me a call, 317-978-NERD. That's 317-978-6373. Find me on all the social medias or go to the website, www.nerdymerc.com. Make sure you stick around for the next segment, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.